Thank you very much for leading us in worship, in song, in scripture, and in prayer. And thank you for each of you present here this afternoon, this afternoon already. And I'm going to share with us on the theme, Leaning, living, a link in living change. And the one word I will focus on in this particular passage out of the many that one could talk about and share on is the word lean. I want to begin by saying to us that um, this meditation, uh, this story was inspired the day of the hymn that we will be singing a little later on. And it's entitled Learning, or rather Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. There's another one that was in my mind when I mentioned it's learning to lean. And uh, we wouldn't sing that today, but it's one of those other hymns that inspires me in thinking that the journey that we live as Christians is a lifelong journey. I have and will never arrive at where I ought to be in the presence of God. It's a journey. And so I just want to begin with a story on this hymn that we will sing at the later time in our worship. It was written in the year 1887. On a given afternoon, the music teacher, A.G. Schauleder, dismissed his class and returned to his room. He received two letters from students, former students, and both of them had a very great grief they were going through. Their wives had died on the same day. And so out of that, he began to write letters of condolence and in the letter was quoted the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32, verses 26 and 27. There is none like the God of Jerusalem. He descends from the heavens in majestic splendor to help you. The eternal God is our refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. In a third letter to Elisha Hoffman, a hymn writer, he suggested the writing of a hymn on the theme and also proposed wording for the chorus. Hoffman responded instantly with three stanzas while Schauleder supplied the music. With God's arms beneath us and his love surrounding us, we can find strength in even the most sorrowful situations. This does not mean that we deny the emotions of each moment when, he, when a loved one dies. It's normal and right to mourn, but we know that God is still in control. He has not abandoned and that keep us, keeps us going. Hence the song, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Good stories change lives. They are not intended merely for entertainment. Rather, they also have a policy of engagement. That which touches the human heart, thereby reflecting in transformation. This newness of life or formation they also inspire improvement of being and behavior, not merely transition from point A to point B. I think for those of us who were here at the lecture we had in February of this year with Dr. Scott Gibson and the emphasis he had on stories, you can see how intentional stories can be. And so even when humor is included in a good story, it moves the hearer beyond laughter to thinking. And one person that comes to mind when I think of that comment is the Dr. Harold Mitten. 
a wonderful preacher, great humor, but he always makes you think after you have laughed. It is the practice of preaching that makes a difference. Where are we headed with this? The story of John. John was giving his testimony at the end of this chapter, this book, the Gospel of John. He was letting us know that this story I'm telling you is more than just an information for education. It is rather instructions for transformation that things might change for you and I as we travel along life's journey. And so that the word that is there is the word lean. And I want to look at that briefly. But first, let me give you some of the definitions, the various definitions and synonyms of this word. Lean can be defined as rest something or be supported by something. To tend or to bend or to incline towards something. It can be used for a lean to home. A building that is structured, but next to that building is a small one that leans against it and shares the same roof. That's not it. It's home. And so it is with leaning. I am extending myself to experience something that I don't own, I don't have, and cannot do for myself. Lean inclines that. Other synonyms are to prop, to support, to be supported by, to bend the body so as to rest part of one's weight upon something, to depend upon someone for aid, or to rely upon to have a particular mental inclination. And so when we hear of John leaning on Jesus, we need to take that seriously. What is going on? And I want to share with you briefly some of the other words that are inclined towards leaning, that are combined with eating or leaning to make a difference in the life of those who are experiencing that. See, in John's personal testimony, we see that leaning next to with Jesus shapes us. In John chapter 1 verse 18, it is not strange that that happens because the son himself was a leaner. In John 1.18, we are told these words. No one has ever seen God but the one only son in, is himself. And God is near to the father's heart. He has revealed God to us. The one who leans against the Father's heart has been revealed to us. How do I lean against God's heart? How do I lean towards God? Then Jesus is the example that God sent for us to see that. What did he do anyhow? How can I practically lean today in the 21st century as a child of God? Well, Jesus' relationship with his disciples shows that. All who trust him, leaning, linked him with them through the principle of humility. He washed the disciples' feet. He didn't have to do that. They should have responded to do that. When Peter seemed to want to reject that, Jesus says, if you do, then you don't pardon me. And so leaning is part of being a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, part of the company of the family of God. And Peter quickly said, just my head, my everything of me. Because he discovered at that point in time, this is about relationship, not just activity. Leaning was linked with humility. 
in the life of Jesus. He washed his disciples' feet. It's also for us a personal lesson that this leaning, this which inclines, or rather uh, shows um, us reclining toward the Lord, trusting the Lord, yet it must be best understood as the context of a deep and engaging relationship. And Jesus, in the rest of that John 13 chapter, in the conversation he had with the disciples, one could discover that. Please reflect on it for yourself. It truly drew them to understand that walking with Jesus is a lot more than just being in the company with someone else. It's a relationship that has close connections. What are some of them? There's a sense of transparency. Jesus' mind could be known to his disciples. What do I mean by that? In the book of John, chapter 13, and looking at verse 10, we see that. Verse 10 tells us, Jesus replied, A person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. And then we go down to verse 21. And the scripture tells us, Now Jesus was deeply troubled, and he exclaimed, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at each other, wondering whom he could mean. And the disciple Jesus loved was sitting next to Jesus at his table. Simon Peter motioned to him to ask, who is he talking about? And so the disciple leaned over to Jesus and asked, Lord, who is it? And so we see the word leaning there is relational. And not just relational in the sense of having a conversation, but knowing the heart of Jesus. And Jesus himself being transparent. So John was known by Peter to be very close to Jesus. And therefore knowing more about Jesus or what Jesus is thinking that he would. And so he said to him, lean to Jesus and ask him, who is it? <coughs> and so leaning then is transparent also. I can't lean next to you and don't know what you're thinking about me. You can't lean towards me and not knowing what I'm thinking of you. If that's happening, then it's not leaning. It's something else that's not relational. <clears throat> Jesus Christ is expressing that in his walk with the disciples. They had the privilege of knowing the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Peter was so aware of that, that he challenged his brother, the fellow believer, to trust, to ask Jesus what to do about it. But not only is there a sense of humility and a sense of trust and a sense of transparency where leaning is concerned, leaning is also linked with love. It is linked with love between father and son, son and disciples, and between disciples. John chapter 13 verse 1 says, Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. So leaning 
is rooted in L-O-V-E, that close relationship that takes everything into consideration, brokenness and pain, rejoicing, and whatever else life offers to us is wrapped in love. And Jesus is displaying that to his disciples. He knew his mission. He knew what he had come to do. And he was willing to do that. So this kind of love results in following Jesus and displaying the same love in relationship with others. Let me read a couple of verses for us on that. In John 19.26, John writes these words. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved, he said to her, Dear woman, here is your son, the disciple whom he loved. And this love is therefore mutual. It goes both ways. He loved them, they loved him. But that was not enough. In chapter 20 and verse 2, we go on to see John mentioning the same thing again. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. And then move into chapter 21, verse 7. It says, then the disciples, Jesus loved, said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic and jumped into the water and headed to the shore. And then in verse 20 of the same chapter, it says, Peter turned around and saw behind him the disciple Jesus loved. So leaning is also linked with love. It was love that was drawing John to lean towards Jesus. It is love that will draw Jesus to love him also. As it said in verse 1 of chapter 13, what does that mean for the disciples? Let me go back to chapter 13 and look at verses 33 and 34. Rather, 34, 35. It says in the word of God, So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Leaning is about loving. It's about embracing one another. So that we are witnesses to the world. The gospel must be shown, not only told. People need to see the gospel as well as hear the gospel. And so Jesus says, you demonstrate love and this world will be a different place because of you. And all because of your relationship with me. I'm telling you to do so. Love one another. A relationship with others. Leaning, displayed in love, moves us to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to John writing about that in chapter 21, verse 20. Jesus speaking to his disciples. John says, as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so am I sending you. Then he breathed in them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive once anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. 
it is about forgiveness, compassion, all relational words that have to do with walking with Jesus whom we lean upon. <coughs> Leaning also is linked to learning. In another passage of scripture, we find Jesus Christ and his disciples, and he was teaching them what it means to share the ministry relationship and responsibilities. And he prayed for them in Matthew 11. And then he also told them it's important to lean. And the word leaning wasn't used there, but the principle was there. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And as you well know, most of the times, for those of us who grew up in the country, knew that that one of those oxen that pulled the plow or the cart was always younger than the other. Experience and little experience together moving along. Jesus is our experienced yoke bearer. And we are walking together with him. If we stumble and fall, he keeps going. And we are up again. He's there with us. He's there for us. The journey doesn't end. It doesn't stop because we have fallen. Jesus is still there with us. And so one could understand why the song learning or leaning on the everlasting arms came into being. The eternal God is our resting place and underneath are the everlasting arms. It tells us there is someone there for us that we can lean on all the time. And so in concluding this session on this one theme on leaning, the link in living change, it tells us that if we are to experience continuous change in our lives as Christians, we have to continually lean on Jesus. And if we continue to lean on Jesus, it means we have to continue to lean on one another. Brothers and sisters, we cannot live a solo Christian life. No, it's a family experience. We need each other. We are gifts. Our gifts are different. Our experiences are probably unique. But at the same time, we are part of the family. And we can connect with each other and make a difference in a world that is more concerned with diversity and, 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 and simply personal importance rather than family life. And Jesus Christ demonstrated partnership with us on life's journey of change. The living life results in a life of Jesus living, which is practical evidence for those who are around us that we are men and women who belong to God. We are mirrors of who he is. So those who are learners are also trusting. Leaners are also trusting. They are humble. They're relational, they're transparent, they're lovers, they're followers, they're learners and witnesses. And they're examples of the Lord Jesus Christ who lead by their actions as well as their words the evidence of what it means to lean on Jesus. It's not just a song, leaning on the everlasting arms. It's a demonstration of a personal testimony of who I am and whom I am in Jesus Christ. Leaning is a journey. It's encouraged as a song. It's John's story. And I conclude with these words. John himself speaking. You see, this is a good story. But oh, it's more than a good story. This is my testimony. But oh, it's more than a testimony. The period isn't there quite yet. 
The final paragraph isn't in place. The bibliography isn't put together because the document of life is still continuing on. And so John puts it this way. In chapter 20, verse 30 to 31, he said these words. The disciples saw Jesus do many other miracles and signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book. But these are written to put are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in Him, you will have life by the power of His name. And then verse, chapter 21, looking at verses 24, 25, it says, This disciple is the one who testifies to these events and has recorded them here, and we know that his account of these things is accurate. Jesus also did many other things. If, you were, if they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. And the story continues because the book is still being written. Men and women everywhere are still coming to faith in Jesus Christ. The church is still growing in spite of attempts to destroy it. It's still growing. God is still at work everywhere in the world in your life and mine. And the hearing ladies see we are here because God's church is still growing and he's calling men and women for ministry. I plead with you, let us lean on Jesus to make a difference in a world that doesn't want to lean on anyone. It's all about me and what I want to do and how I can do it. And there's no place for leaning and relationship and transparency and love and commitment and a sense of the fact that we belong to each other. John says this is a good story, but it's not the end of Jesus' story. I pray that you and I, as we continue being prepared for ministry, we will know that it's an ongoing journey, leading and living change, learning and living change, leading living change, and all that it takes place to be the children of God, which is a demonstration to the world that it's possible to be part of the family of God in spite of our past. Thanks be unto God who makes that difference. Will you pray with me, please? In this moment of prayer, brothers and sisters, I just ask you to, wherever God has connected your heart with one word or thought, may, it may not have been said, but something that was said reminded you of something else that was significantly transformative in your life. Will you thank God? Will you thank God for that moment? areas where we struggle thinking that is it worth it? Why am I going through this? Is this of God or not? Those are actually questions of leaning. <coughs> May God help us to listen to the Spirit. Father, hear us. <coughs>